Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New, New York, York City. City. I am Connor McDowell. And I'm Dylan McDowell. Welcome back to everyone who is listening for our sixth and... <gasps> Maybe final quarantine diary episode. The end of an era. Wait, when we tease this episode, we should be like, tune in to find out why why an era is ending. Oh, that's that's peak that drama. Because I'm sorry, I cut you off, of course, but it it's the maybe the final because Dylan, take it away. I know. Well, I want to say that for a second. I want to address something that we were both laughing about right before we started oh. recording. <laughs> We've been slap happy for like the last three hours. So, and if people who don't know Connor and I personally don't know that Connor is a meme queen. Yeah. And anytime you see a meme or anything on our social media, like our Instagram stories, it's always Connor who's spearheading the movement behind the meme. And Connor found one that he has been, and he'll quote it all day. And Dylan will be like, what is this from? Or Dylan will be like, I guess I'm not up on the culture. Like Dylan's always like, really not to know. But no, I do. And I like attach myself to them, but like it'll be weeks and weeks later. Mm -hmm. It's like, I see it a lot and it's fun. Like wig is the perfect example. Right. Wig, I think became more in the, in the zeitgeist when that, Young fella auditioned for American Idol, the reboot, yes. the season one of the reboot, right? Mm -hmm. This was maybe 2018. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And upon meeting Katy Perry, says like, "Oh, wig," and, and they're like, "Wig? Did you just say wig? Did you say wig?" And he's like, "Yeah." Wig. He's like sheepish about it, and he ends up making it. He's good, if I remember. I don't actually know what he says. I don't know about. if that's the most important part of the video. Well, the important part is that Katie. It became a meme because Katie is like trying to ex won't explain what wig means to the other judges, right. and she's like, "It's just for us." And she's like pointing uh -huh. at him, and it was a meme because people were like, "Gay women at the," at, or I'm sorry, "Straight women at the gay bar," yes, being yes. like whatever. <laughs> and I just think it's so funny how they say wig to each other. But I picked up on it like a year later, yes, like probably a year ago now, maybe more, maybe more. It's been a while because I know it was so much longer, and I for some reason thought it was funny. And we, Dylan, and, Dylan we were the and only people joke. who would say it, and so all of our friends started saying it, and then we sort of conjugated wig yeah. into a series of other words that you might hear us express sometimes to each other. Pro we're probably on our best behavior in front of guests, but we'll sometimes say wiggity or things or like Wiggins. that. Yeah, it's it's just truly silly and <laughs> stupid. But I can't believe we're talking about I know, this. but so the reason we bring this up is because Connor's very attached to a meme. Oh, this one mm -hmm. that I saw on Twitter, which it's, it's a clip from season six of Sex and the City, and the tweet is this video of Carrie Brad Bradshaw and it's got like the dramatic music and she just like has a heavy sigh and she goes, today I had a thought. And the other girls like all look at each other like emotionally. They're all at dinner or something. Like, mm. Mm. And the music's great. <laughs> and the, like the meme to it was when my mom asked me what I did today. Uh, and the meme, today I had a thought. During so, quarantine. During quarantine, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I keep having, I keep saying to Dylan, today I had a thought. And I'll we'll, probably keep saying it a lot. Well, because also it, it feels applicable today because we're like, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? Because as we mentioned, we've, we're teasing the hell out of it. That this is the last, maybe just twin time episode that we're doing. On, on main. On main. Oh. Okay, there's a lot we have to share this week. But I guess I'll just say for now that Connor's had a thought. Today I had a thought. And I guess I want to ask you, Connor, are you well today? 
I'm well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm well. The weather is like flip floppy changing. I usually like to take little walks and listen to other podcasts and things and it's been super cold and I'm like perpetually unwell, TBH. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm well. You know what has saved my quarantine? Bravo. Yeah. I I at maybe a month ago at this point, I was like, I want to become a Bravo gay. You well, know, you you on the on the record stated that you were gonna be delving into one of the housewives storylines. Yes, and- the franchises. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And you did. And, and I did it. And I you're not it. like I'm finished not, with any of them. N- I'm embarrassingly close to finishing New York, Real Housewives of New York, which has changed my life. I think I did talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, you've mentioned it because um, it's been a couple weeks now. Yeah, but I decided because I've I've been a Vanderpump Rules fan since 2016, and my friend Matt James was like, I was he's a Bravo, gay, gay, like totally a Bravo, Bravo celebrity in the in the making, and I was like, which one do I which which, which one should I start? I really want to get into this, and he was like, I think you should do. Real Housewives in New York. Um, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I- I'm kind of looking for something a little bit young, like with younger people mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so I got into Vanderpump Rules and thus changed the trajectory of my entire life, including a trip to LA we took in 2019. Yeah. And then you um, got me into Vanderpump. Yeah. And it's just so great. I do think it, at a point, was peak reality TV. I don't think this season's great. No. I still love them, though. But mm-hmm. I think the problem is there's like 20 main cast members. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they won't like get rid of some of them like Kristen Doty Katie Schwartz I mean right. but like they they haven't brought much to the show at all in recent years I wonder years. how much of that is Lisa kind of feeling like she owes because she really runs that ship and so to say she's always held Even loyalty so. she holds loyalty to James for example the aspiring British and DJ. Jax well him but he's like a lead he is a lead I know well but Britney has barely been in it since the wedding. Yeah. I think she probably wanted a break. I'm sure. I like, I love her. She's very sweet, but problematic. She's problematic. I haven't agreed with a lot of her decisions mm-hmm. and the way she's reacted to things this season. But what I've learned from getting into other Bravo shows is they do change their cast out every couple seasons, usually. I never uh, knew that. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that either, which is a Vanderpump meme, meme yeah. um, from the reunion last year when they're like, Kristen, are you, wait, Andy's like, Kristen, are you single? And she's like, I am. And then it cuts to like Katie and Sheena and stuff. And they're like, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. We, of course, so slash onto that later. It's so funny. Gonna have to stand. But so anyway, New York, Real Housewives of New York is great. But what I've gotten back into, which I watched season one when it came out in 2017, is Summer House. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So I watched season one right when I was getting into Vanderpump and I was like, this is, this is good. There's some like cute boys on it, but it felt fake and it felt like they were trying really hard. I remember watching a couple episodes with you. Yeah. I mean, the concept is it's New Yorkers who work hard during the week and they play harder (laughs) on the weekend, right? (laughs) Yes. And they go out to the Hamptons or some, yes, they they have a summer house in the Hamptons, like a share house. And it's both, and, and you know, they all, it seems like they vaguely know each other, but I'm sure they really didn't. They were just like, cast to be a part of it totally. but none of them are actors right no yeah no Whereas i feel like with vanderpump some of them were like actors or aspiring entertainers and they ended up as servers exactly or hostesses. that was i think that was kind of the conceit of vanderpump mm-hmm. at first it was like they all work at this restaurant but they want to make it big uh, doing like modeling or acting whatever but somewhere else you're right they're all kind of just like hustling in the new york 
you know, yeah. vibe. And my favorite part of the show, like I do love those what happens in it, but it'll cut to them during the week and it'll be like Monday <laughs> and they'll show like one of the girls should be like, I need to allocate the receipts. And you're like, what? Or like show someone at a copy <laughs> copy machine or something like that. Yeah, it's it's really funny. It reminds me of in like the early seasons of Drag Race, how it would show the queens out of drag in their hotels, like doing push-ups or like oh. in the bathroom before they went. <laughs> Why do you think it did that? They did I that. think that Rue was very obsessed with the idea of transforming a man into a woman or to mm. be like, look at these men. And then they become gorgeous supermodels of the world. Interesting. I think that's part of it. I also think the top model probably did some sort of things like that where they were in the house meandering yeah. and I forget. And Drag Race started out as sort of like a spin off of It fully did. Of America's Next Top Model. But I think in the idea of like early seasons and tra- as shows figure out their footing, which I, I really do think it takes a couple seasons for TV shows to figure out what show it is. Parks and Rec is a perfect example. Everyone's always like, oh, skip season one of Parks and Rec or whatever. But like, um, even Schitt's Creek, I think, became a fully amazing show by season three. Um, but Summer House, season one was good because you met the cast and it was kind of fun. And there's like, there's some good personalities. Kyle Cook was the star of the and show. And there were twins. And there's twins, they Lauren and Ashley. <laughs> they weren't us, so I, of course, hated them. Um, no, I'm kidding. Because, but the, I remember, like, I decided I was not going to keep watching Summer House after season one, but I was sobbing watching the season one finale of Summer House because one of the twins, the, one of the main storylines of that season mm-hmm. was that one of the girls was going to join her fiance or husband or whatever on the West Coast at the end of right, summer. Right. So they had, like, one last summer together in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And th- when they said goodbye to each other, I was fully well, sobbing. Was it the same summer that was like our last summer together and then I moved without no, you? Or, okay, That okay. was like later on that summer but it honestly is applicable. And then season two of Summer House was kind of garbage but three and four are incredible. They fired a lot of the cast but they kept on like like I said like Kyle Cook and a couple people that boys. you remember. They, yeah, they kept on this problematic like F-boy named Carl. Um, Did they cut the token gay character? He was fired. Yeah, well he was annoying. He was he was suffering through a lot of like traumatic family issues like they didn't accept him at all and they in season two they really dive into his like that being his reason he he has no gay friends he started dating a guy in season two and like but but like admitted he didn't go out to gay bars he didn't know gay people which explains why he was like 20 something white gay in the Hamptons like Mm -hmm. why wasn't he in Fire Island or like P-Town for the summer you know what I mean like it was odd and honestly dark, but they rightly got rid of him because he was also super negative and they got rid of the twins and they got rid of some other people. And season three, they brought in a younger cast and it is so good. I cannot recommend Summer House You enough. almost sold me on it. Dylan, you need to watch it. It's I, incredible. I'm just, I, as I mentioned last week, I'm trying not to start new series. Well, what's good about Summer House now is it would hype, I guess, not good for your quarantine watch, bad for real life. It films late June through Labor Day. Mm-hmm. I I can guarantee you it's not going to happen this summer. Right. Not only be I mean they could probably what okay so the show is they live in a summer house but there's also like Big Brother style security cameras so that the film crew isn't always there. Yes, that's right. So you see them. My other favorite part of the show, other than seeing them in New York, is like watching them like come in from on Friday and like unpack and like you see where they're going to be. And then I love watching them like this is like sounds creepier than it is but I love watching them like wake up in the morning and like make coffee or whatever and some of them like do weird things it sounds like the sims or something like that it's very sims but I don't think they're gonna film season five this summer or maybe a shortened season if the quarantine stuff lifts in certain areas I don't know because some states are opening up and so you never know if some film companies are like screw it 
we have one more episode left of our season. Well, that is something that's happening. Is it, th- we can get out of that. I just want to finish mm-hmm. off Summer House, but I will say, so if you want to watch it, it's like 10 to 13 episodes per season. They're 42 minutes long, and you don't have to always be paying attention all the time because Bravo does a really good job of reminding you like what happened 10 minutes ago. Right. Um, I highly recommend. It's so fun. It will make you feel sad that you're not going to have like summer parties and things like that. Whatever. No one is. Whatever. But well, some people are. Some people are. That's a dose of drama. Mm-hmm. We'll talk on That's that later. Tea. But anyway, mm-hmm. Summer House, love it. It is getting me through my quarantine. It's the reason I'm well 10 minutes later. I love that. Are you well, Dylan? I am very well because I have an exciting announcement to share within the podcast. <gasps> so as we've been hinting the heck out of throughout the beginning of this episode is that this is sort of going to be the end of these just Connor and I talking episodes. We sort of hinted last week that this one would be the diff- a different episode, but we really needed to make sure that everything was going to be you know, tested properly and everything was lined up. But I'm excited to share that next week we are returning with our thrilling special guest interviews. That's right. And you missed you'll it. still get Connor and I. You'll still get all the fun. But we're going to have a third person joining us via Zoom. We're welcoming in a third. Oh. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> That's stupid. But um, now you cut that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, we have someone unreal mm-hmm. who is signed on to be the first guest via zoom do they know they're the first they <laughs> do they, they know do, that they're the, yeah mm-hmm. yeah they do and it's a gag it's a gag it's someone who we have been trying to get since the beginning but they've been so booked they have been and their representation was like you got to check back in 2020 because they're booked and then we got them i know and you know what's I, I always say, say to Dylan, I don't always like to give people the huge peek behind the curtain for like behind the scenes podcast stuff. I almost like it to be like a seamless chat. Yeah. But I do think you're going to see a different drama going forward. And like this is me teasing it without even like doing right, you know, recording a new one yet. But I think that these quarantine diaries have given Dylan and I such a way for our listeners to really get to know us better and for us to become more comfortable talking especially on the mic about ourselves about our experiences about our interests and i think going forward it's gonna i i hope be aside from not being in the room together the podcast that we dreamed it would be right in that we are so much more confident i think mm-hmm. and we can steer the ship in the direction that well, we that's want. no shade to any of our earlier episodes because i'm proud no. of the first 22 or however many we did um yeah for but sure this is gonna be an exciting next chapter and the reason why we essentially decided to go back to interviews is because we realized that so much of the podcast is us, but we also love bringing in new audiences and getting to hear fun stories. And now that there's like, honestly, no end in sight for in these, many ways. the time of social distancing, we decided, you know what, let's get back in. There's so many people on our dream list that we want to talk to. So why the heck not return to it? So next week, an interview will begin. And then hopefully every week going forward, you'll you'll get those as I mentioned, thrilling special guests within the world of entertainment. And if you have literally lived, died, dreamed, been obsessed with these conversations with just Dylan and I, I think we can announce it. I think it's time to announce. We are officially going to be launching a Patreon page, which is where you'll be able to get all access, bonus content from drama Mm -hmm. with Connor and Dylan McDowell. And basically the concept is... A podcast um, is like Britney Spears. Basically, the concept for the album Circus is circus. Um, 
but it's going to be like these. It's going to be two to four times a month. We're going to be dropping these bonus episodes where it's us talking, diving into specific topics, giving you that extra dose of drama that you're longing for, you're living for, so that you'll get your interviews every Wednesday and then every Friday or every other, depending on what's happening. You'll get access to these extra episodes and other exclusive content. We'll probably have other special interviews, yeah. maybe some return guests, like Dylan said, exclusive content, maybe a little Insta-close friends action, down the line some merchandise. Yeah, merch, which we've been trying to figure out for a long time of when the right time to get all that together is. And there's no time like now because we have all the time during That's quarantine. So, so, But the concept is, is that there's a paywall to it. So it's $5 a month. That's it. And it's all that it's it's basically 50% of our content will then be available to an exclusive audience who want to subscribe. And if you don't, no worries. It's still fun. You're still nothing about the main feed of drama is going to change. That's true. It's going to go back to just the interviews every week and it'll still be iconic and fun as much as we try it to make it. And there will be lots of different perks that will come up as we go along. The reason there's a paywall to it as well is we have invested so much time and money into this podcast and, you know, no one's really working right now and any money can go a long way and we want to continue to improve our equipment and as we get back into studios, be able to pay for, you know, where we're actually going to be recording and, you know, maybe even some extra bonus fun things for everyone to have who subscribes. Ooh la la. I love it. Yeah, so it's just going to be really fun. <laughs> Today I had a thought. Today I had a thought. We would launch a Patreon. As, <laughs> as the creative director of the Patreon. Yes, Connor is the official <laughs> creative director. So any questions, qualms, or concerns, please bring them up with Oh him. my God, I'm gagged. Okay. Dylan, what else is going it's on? It's been a week. There's been a lot of fun things that have been happening. Um, we've already learned of the Lucille Lortel winners. Um, which was mainly like... A strange loop, which is amazing. We've, you know, that was pre-podcast that a strange loop came out. Sorry, a strange loop was the was was yeah was on there as well. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also they won the the Pulitzer. Is it Pulitzer or Pulitzer? <laughs> no, no, Mr. Pulitzer. That's how they'd say it in Newsies. But mm, I love a Newsie. You love like a Newsie accent. I do. I I do. I do. I love like a like, <laughs> like a, a Bronx. Bronx. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A Bronx Tale, mother. Um, I, mean, I do love that's a newsie. so funny. Maybe like there will be newsy stories on Patreon. Oh, bloop. Certainly could. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah, but so. Wait, um, what was that? Okay. Oh my. Connor's, meme. A, Connor's full meme queen today. I know, that's a Wendy Williams. Okay. But so the big winner was actually Octet, the Dave Malloy follow-up Ooh. from uh, Great Comet, but um, A Strange Loop was nominated for a bunch of awards, and of course... Um, Larry Owens won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Musical. And then him. it was announced that it A Strange Loop won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama, which is huge. Huge. Tenth musical in history to win the Pulitzer. Um, and and it's also the only musical that doesn't have a Broadway run announced or have been on Broadway that has won this Oh my award. God, that's insane. Mm-hmm. I saw Jen Tepper, our <laughs> historian of theater and Broadway, posted about that. Um, that's crazy. I know. <laughs> uh, past winners are Rent, um, which it actually won a, a week or so before it came, went to Broadway, but it already okay. had its off-Broadway run. Um, Next to Normal won. Um, Hamilton, of course. Um, South Pacific. 
just a bunch of amazing shows. I love that for them. And it's in like it's usually like play like the last few years has been plays that have won. That's right, including Fairview, Fairview. which we loved. Yeah, that was good. Um, but so yeah, it's really we saw exciting. Broadway stars at Fairview. We did. We also saw a hugely famous Tony Award winner at A Strange Loop. If you can we remember did. that, we did one week after each other. Yes. Wasn't we saw it was like last summer. Mm-hmm. That was so I loved last summer kind of. Yeah, every Wednesday night we would try to see an off Broadway show. Yeah. Because of your schedule. Oh, and we would get like those right. really cheap tickets through like their theaters really were making it happen for like low price ticket initiatives. But we saw a strange loop during its extension mm. and we were, our mind was blown. We were in the front row, oddly. Yeah. Um, oh, it was great. It's an incredible story that I can't do it any justice by retelling it on here, but the album is available online, and the, and the whole show is basically sung through. Um, oh, that's true. So you can pretty much get the whole experience, and yes. I'm sure we'll see it again now Yeah, well, it's right? supposed to be... There, a run is announced for in the fall. Oh. Um, I don't know. I don't remember where. Maybe D.C. or something along those lines. Um, but it's a it's an incredible story about the black gay experience. Larry Owens, who's like a New York musical comedian person. You've got to follow him on Twitter. He is incredible. And we'd, I'd love to have him come on drama. Add him to the list. Yeah, we'll get him on the list. But um, it's a great tale. And it's also the first He's musical. He's already on the list. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's also the first musical of those 10 that won the Pulitzer that is written by a black gay man. Oh my God. It's like the moonlight of, of it uh, is. Broadway. Yeah. Michael R. Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Michael R. Jackson. Who he was the also, other MJ. Yeah, the other MJ. The only MJ. The only MJ as far as I'm, I'm concerned. Gonna, I'm gonna make a stance. Anyway, yeah, no, I know. Um but so yeah, so that's been exciting news. And um the Lortel winners were all announced, like I mentioned, and you know, some some really great winners in there too. Um it's been a great year for awards so far as I far know. as winners. It's just it's a shame that we can't all celebrate and you know go forth in that way, but we've dwelled on awards enough. What do you what else do you have? What do you think's going on? In the theater world, what I have to say is my obsession, like actual obsession. And I haven't really been listening to that much music in quarantine. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just not I guess I'm not really I I listen to music to hype up and, you know, when you're like getting ready to go out or when you're like in a class or whatever, um, walking down the street. I do it when I'm working, which that's true. You doing so Uh, because streaming music is still down. That's wild. I know. Um, And Juliet. The British sensation. And Juliet. (laughs) It is amazing. It's all. okay. so and Juliet is this, like Dylan said, West End sensation. Basically, it's about the story of Romeo and Juliet. But what would have happened if Juliet didn't die? Mm-hmm. And it is twisty. It's fun. It's kind of a, it's a little framey with Shakespeare and his wife Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, the other Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's kind of like taking a feminist twist on the story. And it's it is incredible. And it's with all Max Martin songs, who's mm-hmm. written, you know, just like all of your favorite pop songs, Britney Spears. Uh, Domino by Jesse J. Domino by Jesse and Jesse J. Co-wrote an original song. There is one original that number. Is a gag. Call- Jesse J. Is unreal vocals. Oh my god! Yeah. Although I've heard some tea that <gasps> she's not always the most professional. I've heard that too. You hate to see it. I know, but we still love her music. Yeah, Domino is incredible. That's mm-hmm. in the show. Um, but it's got Britney Spears songs. It's got a Celine Dion song. Like it. It really. I want it that way. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's pop music all through and through so if you don't love pop when i listened to it it kind of reminded me of moulin rouge but less mashups and less Mm -hmm. like it felt like less um condensed versions of the songs like you actually kind of got the full song oh my god and there's a version of love me like you do by By ms goulding Goulding. (laughs) um 
sung by a man and it is butter oh my god i live for that well, we've always felt like pop music can be if, if the lyrics are spoken really do bring like a dramatic sensibility oh yeah um like we've talked about taylor swift a lot like her lyrics being these great stories but what i loved about it was i looked on the instagram for Anne juliet and i was like of course looking into the cast and everything and i am just it almost like made me emotional looking at the all different shapes and sizes of the cast the leading characters all different colors like juliet is a black woman um it's just like this story that we that we know and some people love some people hate from freshman english class but (laughs) um being retold in a way with it doesn't matter what people look like and the colors of their skin and just their voices are absolutely gorgeous so it's, it's it's amazing. I can't wait to see it one day. I know. So there's I'm an assuming... amazing trailer online okay, that you can it. watch. I don't normally do this. Like you can tell I'm into it. Well, I hear you listening to it like when you're like off in your room. And yeah, you... I love it. Um, but speaking of Britney Spears, this made me think of it. She revealed on Instagram that she burned down her gym on accident. Which I don't know how I missed this. Well, because you don't watch videos with sound on. Famously. So she, Brittany, like, told, uh, she addressed the, the, the crowd on her Instagram and told us, she was like, I had two candles and, yeah, one thing led to another and I burned it down. Oh, my God. And it was, like, six months ago or something. At least she's okay. Yeah, she's, and then she wrote, like, in the caption, like, everyone's fine. <laughs> like, I walked by and I saw it was burning. And... So it's like a gym she had, like, on her property? Yeah, in her home. Isn't that so crazy? Poor Brit. Two candles. You think about, like, all the cycling classes you take where there's candles. I know. In the room. Poor Brittany. She's, you know, we love her. We always will support her. And we would just want her to be happy. She's a legend. 100%. She's a legend. But I know I'm so sad for her. <laughs> but the it's you're like, quite attached to her. I am. I love her, her ballads are amazing. They really are. I was listening to this playlist a lot last summer that was like Britney ballads. She has great ones. Not What's a girl, not yet a woman. Oh yes. I mean, Lucky I think is my favorite mm-hmm. Britney song. I mean, mid tempo. I like every time. Oh, that's good. But sometimes is my favorite like mid tempo Britney. Sometimes I run. <laughs> it's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, poor Britney. I, it's just funny that she revealed this six months later. It makes me think more about those celebrities that aren't necessarily always telling us what they're doing. How much actually happens in their lives on a day to day basis? Oh yeah, it's like and Beyonce. Everyone's like, letting have... us into their homes now, and well, not Beyonce. Not Beyonce, which we talked about. But oh, speaking of, do you see they're doing another Disney sing along? Really? Yeah, we'll have to watch. Who's in it? Um, I know Ben Platt is doing it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He'll be great. I wonder what he'll sing. What would you want to hear Ben Platt sing on a sing-along? Disney-wise? Yeah. I feel like he'll either do like a female song, like Reflection or something like that, and like just riff the house down. Yeah. Or maybe he'll do, let's see, did we get Go the Distance in the last one? I don't think we did. Yeah, I could see him doing that or... Um, God, I always forget what songs aren't in movies, but I would love to see Ben Platt as Quasimodo in Hunchback of Notre Ooh, Dame. Out there. Mm-hmm. He could sing <gasps> out there. I would be gagged. Mm-hmm. He'd be great. He would be mm-hmm. great. Speaking of Ben Platt, he, the politician season two. Okay. Is done filming. I know. There was that weird Ryan Murphy. I feel like we're going to talk about Ryan Murphy a lot here for a few minutes. There was that weird Ryan Murphy interview where he kind of gave the status update on all his different TV right and film projects that are coming out because he signed that huge deal with Netflix and is That's responsible right. for all these different things but also still c- is kind of contracted with FX well he still has American Horror Story on that network mm-hmm. as well I want to say as well as American Crime Story which was supposed to have its long awaited second season which I remember at first it was going to be like season two is 
American Crime Story, Hurricane Katrina. Yes. And then, or maybe that was supposed to be season three. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. I I forget, I forget the order, but then one of them was going to be, um, Princess Diana. That was going to be another feud. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll do more of those. I thought Feud with Betty and Joan was great. It was great. But, um, so this American Crime Story, it's going to be the impeachment story. Oh. About Bill Clinton and, of course, Monica Lewinsky. Played by Beanie Feldstein. Beanie Feldstein, who we love. And I don't know if we've ever talked about this. <gasps> no, that pa- save it for the patient. Okay, okay. We, <laughs> Beanie, we, we have had the chance to meet Beanie and socially talk. Oddly. Yeah, and um, we love her so much. But, um... This was going to be, like Connor mentioned, the follow-up to, um, well, there's actually, this is the third season of American Crime Story. The first one was OJ, The People yes. versus OJ. The second one was Versace. That's The assassination right. of Johnny Versace, which was amazing and honestly a little bit underrated. I loved it. definitely won it. a bunch of awards, but I felt like people didn't really watch it all the way through. Well, they, they framed it as they showed the first episode being the assassination, and then they worked in reverse order. Mm-hmm. Follow- it was more about Andrew Cunanan who mm-hmm. murdered Versace, but it went backwards from that day. So it went all the way to the kind of the inception of a... I suppose serial killer. Yeah, he was, yeah, definitely. Because um, he, he committed several murders and it followed all the different people he had killed first on his way. Yeah. But but the way it was done in reverse, and I guess the last episode did follow up on what the first episode started right. with. This is confusing to even explain. Yeah. And so that's why the show wasn't ever advertised as this. But I, it, it was one of those shows where you had to be paying attention because the, the dates would be shown at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. or whatever. And especially for us who were too young at the time to even know what was going right. on. Like it wasn't in the news. Um, it did bring to light this like obviously horrible thing that happened, but how specifically gay right. people were affected. Um, it was mostly gay people who were murdered. Yeah. Um, Insane. It was really good. Darren Chris? Chris was fantastic and um, won all the awards. For he did. That. Emmy winner. Golden Globe. And he was good. You know who was great in that, which was the introduction to Cody Fern, which listeners will know him from American Horror Story. What was the recent one called Apocalypse? He was in Apocalypse and 1984. Okay. Oh, yeah. But he's he a was... really cute blonde guy who was oh, in both so those. He played, like, Satan in Apocalypse, and I couldn't tell you anything about his character <laughs> in... Um... In 84. He was, like, kind of a porn star. That was, like, the twist. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember? And then, like, the guy who filmed the videos showed up at the summer at the camp. camp. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was that was a bad season. I actually liked it more than Cult and, and other more recent years, but... Maybe it would have been fun to binge... I, I feel like I talk about this all the time. Like, what's good to watch week to week and what's good to binge? Mm-hmm. I sometimes find that bad things are way easier. I mean, obviously, are way easier to get through if you watch it in, like, a weekend. Right. Rather than, like, over the course of eight weeks. Because 1984, American Horror Story 1984 was bad. Speaking of American Horror Story, and then we're going back to Ben Platt and the politician. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually read that. This is the Ryan Murphy section. This, this is the Murphyverse. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. American Horror Story season 10 was supposed to come out this fall, as it always does. Right. And they announced, I think, last year that FX had renewed AHS through season 13. Okay. Which, meh. I'm, I'm, I feel like they've run out of ideas completely. And for me, even though I did love the Apocalypse season after episode three, I think um, they worked better when it was they were operating as their own worlds. And then Ryan Murphy was like, LOL, just kidding. They're all tied together after him being like, no, they have nothing to do with each other. Um, I still think Murder House is the best season, but we can debate that later. Okay, season 10 was supposed to start filming in April of American Horror Story. It obviously didn't. And, and it's May now. It's it's now May. <laughs> and Ryan Murphy's like, I don't know if it'll happen anymore because 
I mean, and the theme was never announced, only that Macaulay Culkin was joining the cast. Oh, right. And also that like Sarah Paulson was back, Evan Peters was going to be back, and they all took season nine off. And they brought in Gus Kenworthy. <laughs> Fun. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Um. So anyway, Ryan Murphy was like, I don't know if season 10 will happen because it's very weather specific. And the moment has to do with something in with the weather. What? And I, I know, isn't that cracked? Like, talk about a Ryan Murphy, like, interview thing, he'll As say. in, like, it needs to be filmed during the summer? Something like that. I know it's supposed to be filmed by a beach. Okay, cool. So we'll see what it is. I, I really have no clue what the theme is. My worst fear, though, oh, and then he was like, maybe we'll rush the season to get it out this fall, or we'll just skip this year and come back next year Great. and do it, which would be fine with me. Yeah. My, my literal worst fear is that Ryan Murphy does AHS COVID-19. Oh, I mean, it's so- coming. Something like that will come. I mean, he did he literally did AHS cult about the 2016 election 6 months six after months the 2016 later. election. That's interesting. I wonder if if that would fit better into like crime story and talk about how like the mishandling oh. of COVID by the government and things like that have happened. Let's do it. Um, but let's give it some time to breathe. I don't want to watch any art that has to do with coronavirus. No, please. But and maybe he, that's us right now though cuz you know maybe in a year's time we'll we'll see something about Amy Acton and <laughs> um Julia um Roberts will play her oh, and okay. win an Oscar. Another and, Oscar for Miss Julia. Anyways, you know what we're going to see though is on all of the reality shows we watch, everyone's obviously they're going to be talking about it, but we're mm-hmm. going to relive it like, through all of these reality definitely, shows. Definitely. Definitely. God, it's crazy. I know. Anyway, back to Ryan Murphy. So yeah, so that's the AHS update. Yeah. But well, I heard one AHS update was that Ariana Grande was rumored to be joining the cast. Oh, wig. Mm-hmm. Which would have been great. Um, she is, of course, a part of the Ryan Murphy extended universe because she was on Scream Queen season one. Um, and was rumored to be in the prom, which we talked about this. Well, yes. And you know what? I actually have something to say. Speak on it. I feel like I've been blabbing. Okay, <laughs> like just rambling, rambling. Okay, so last week I didn't get to finish my thought about Ariana Grande's rumored casting in The Prom. Okay. So there was controversy around it, and I made a comment that, like, um, you know, people were really sensitive and, like, worked up about who she was going to be playing because the rumor was that she was going to be playing the character of Alyssa Green, who is a lesbian woman of, you know, and... I didn't what I what I was meaning to say was no one actually knew who she was going to be playing and the casting was never even a, I don't think it was even official. It no, was like it wasn't. rumors are out and I was saying people are being too sensitive because before even knowing what was happening like you know maybe Ariana was going to play one of the mean girls or something like I don't know they were stacking the cast literally every character was stacked. Yes. <laughs> they had Aquafina was not Aquafina supposed to be in Originally. it and then they were, and then they removed her like mm-hmm. the the rumors were weird and like out there and so I was not I don't care. I, I I was I was like okay, so maybe they're all playing different characters. It's mm-hmm. like the hairspray movie that came out. Like literally every character was a celebrity, yes. um, except for Little Inez. I don't think she was. Was she? No, but she or was, was Natalia Naughton. No, she um, played her. No, on she Broadway, was on Broadway. On Broadway. Um, but anyway, I should say I care about representation in film and movies everywhere. I think. I think there needs to be a bigger push for LGBTQ plus actors playing those roles in art. It's like the Boys in the Band revival, Ryan Murphy, that happened a couple of summers ago, all gay men playing. Yeah, actually, I think one of them played a straight character in Boys in the Band. There was one straight person that was well, like Jim I mean, Parsons' roommate. It's kind of up to you. I think you. the character was probably gay, though. But anyway, I think... You know, I am a huge advocate for representation. Like, there Always. are so many LGBTQ plus 
actors, actresses, performers out there that should be filling the roles that are being filled by, for example, Darren Chris, who right. played gay men twice. And but he's done now. He's allegedly done, which thank you, Darren Chris. Uh-huh. Like, you know, thanks. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's not to take away the kind of performance a straight actor can give. Right. I think that a great actor can play any kind of role. But I think when we're consistently having these gay characters and not ha- allowing, gay, lesbian, everyone, not allowing someone who's actually lived that experience to have that opportunity, it's a crime. Because be- also it's like LGBTQ actors are, are not cast in straight roles because they're told, you know, you're not, you can't play it straight enough or you can't do this, you can't right. do that. all the time. And it's like, so they're, then- they were, they were in fact encouraged to stay in the closet for a long time. Exactly. So then it's like, you're also, you're not letting them play straight, straight roles. You're giving the LGBTQ plus roles to straight actors. Mm-hmm. Where, where do the minorities fit in Hollywood? So I think I would love if a woman of color- even especially a lesbian woman of color played Alyssa Green in the prom movie. I have no idea who it is. It is happening. Yeah. It Ariana DeBose. Yeah. Oh, she is. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So that that's my, that's my stance right. on it. This is a, a bit of a rant, but I didn't get to finish my thought last week because we, of course, we were got jumping all over the place. That's just all I have to say. Yeah. And I and can't great. wait for the prom. Um, and I actually don't care that much that James Corden is in it. I, I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't bother me that much. Mm-hmm. Um, would I have loved to see a gay man do it? Hell yeah. Yeah. But sometimes with, this is the other part of my thought. Sometimes with Hollywood, they just, they like to put stars in things. Oh, I mean, everyone, Nicole Kidman is in it. Yeah. James Corden, Meryl Streep, Andrew Rannells, all stars. And sometimes, sometimes things do need a star to get made. So there's the flip to every side of it too. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's funny because we sit there and we're talking, we're like, who should have played that role? And I saw on Twitter, people were like, oh, Billy Eichner. And I'm like, okay. Maybe, but I, I don't know if he would have been as funny for that part. And he's nowhere near as big of a star as James Corden. Exactly. I mean, Billy Eckner was actually great in The Lion King. Yeah, he was. He was one of the one of my favorite parts about that remake. Yeah. But um, I don't love him otherwise. Can I say that? You can say that. Um, it's kind of talking more about... He's in um, the Murphyverse. The Ryan Murphyverse. He is, yeah. He was in... Oh, he played that hideous <laughs> um, character in Apocalypse who was like affected by the radiation. Oh, he looks no. so scary. So scary. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they're also Disney has announced that they're working on making Hercules into a live action movie. So this is another another example of who will play who. Um, I'm 100 percent behind Jelani Aladdin getting to play Hercules in the movie. Who he created the role on stage last summer in Hercules at Central Park. Um, fantastic, vulnerable, strong, brilliant. There's no reason why a black man shouldn't play Hercules. Yeah, I think he's perfect for it. And the um, body is right. Oh, so right. And we, we love him. <laughs> um, also, the muses, there's endless casting possibilities there. Oh, my God, yeah. Cynthia Erivo, um, Danielle Brooks. Oh, my gosh. That we could have LaShawns do it again. You know, she just did it. <gasps> That's right. Mm-hmm. Or Celia Rose, Celia Rose Gooding could do it. Yes. Um, that could be fun. Oh, my God, so many people. Yeah. That's a, that's a great opportunity. God, will they like give the muses even more to do? They would have to. Oh yeah, they'll probably be like a Greek chorus throughout the whole thing. Uh, like we bond the musical vibes, Greek I know. chorus. Okay, so um, do, what Wait, else? Finish do your we... thought on the politician. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to share that it's coming out in June. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> I was like hyping this return. Yeah, that's all. Oh my God, I'm it's excited. only seven episodes. I don't know how many the first season was, but I think it was seven or eight. Okay, that's all we needed. Remember when we recorded an episode of our podcast and we had watched three, ep- two or three episodes of The Politician, and we were like, we were like raving about we're like, it. Like this, it's amazing, you know, whatever. And then that night we went back and finished the show, and we were like, oh, 
I've made a horrible mistake. I'm just kidding. It was not horrible. Right. It wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. Mm-mm. It was Ryan, it was a Ryan Murphy show. So it takes place on a different- Is this episode sponsored by Ryan Murphy? It has to be. Why is he so relevant? I hate it. Well, he creates great Maggie, queer content. Maggie, cut the episode. We're, we're starting <laughs> over. Um, I'm just kidding. So what else do you have to chat about before we before we kind of wrap up? And Well, it's a Ryan Murphy. Oh, my God. What else? else? It's the show Hollywood that came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Well, that we could definitely we're talk about. We're not saying his name anymore. But I will say we ha- we have only watched four episodes of it. Okay, true. And I'm not going to make that positive. I really enjoyed the first couple episodes. I think it's already going in a cracked direction. But we do have some Broadway representation. Mr. Jeremy Pope, who was a two-time Tony nominee um, at last year's Tony's for Choir Boy and Ain't Too Proud. He's in it, and he's fantastic. Darren Chris is in it. Patty Lupone, who we love and stand forever. She slays. Holland Taylor. Holland Taylor. It's a really great cast. And of Joe course, Mantello? Yeah, Joe Mantello, who oh my directed Wicked, that's but seen, is also an actor. That's right. Tony winning actor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know he was in The Glass Menagerie a couple years ago. Um, I think he was in The Normal Heart. Yeah, he's amazing actor. And that scene in episode three where he's in... I don't want to give away any spoilers, but he's it's it's a two person scene with him and right. I'd say it's the, the, the Rock Hudson character. Yeah, it's uh, it's the, the best part of the whole episode. Um, oh, he's so Rock, the Rock Hudson is so hot. One hundred percent your type. But you know who else? Jeremy Pope is too. Yeah, he's so he's hot. amazing. And also the guy who plays the lead role, who was in the politician, mm-hmm. David Cornsweet. David Cornsweet. He is so he's 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 actually really good. Too. Yeah, he really anchors the whole show. I, I thought it was going to be a Darren Chris as the lead show. I know. I'd say he's one of the three leads, but doesn't have as much character development as the other guys do. Yeah, he doesn't. It's a really interesting show. Again, another good quarantine binge at this point because it's. I mean, we'll probably finish it tonight. Yeah, um, it's really good. I mean, I love that era. It's enjoyable. It's like that. It's a post World War II, um, kind of trying to fight to make it in Hollywood story. Um, Very gay. Which is interesting. It's probably the same era as Feud, Betty and Joan. Actually, it would be. Um, but I read that Ryan Murphy was like, no, there. It's that would be too distracting to put them in. I'm like, okay. Well, I wonder if they'll get mentioned later on, though. They they have to, they probably I think they already have been in a way, mm-hmm. but um I love that era of Hollywood, t- the titular Hollywood yeah. But I like it because it feels theatrical, like there were sets that were built and people like would read and really like. I mean, I, a lot of them use cue cards, but it was like theater. They learned their lines. They yeah. would study so hard, and they didn't necessarily have like YouTube videos and. Like acting, they had, there were some acting classes and things, but it wasn't like they could watch hundreds and hundreds of movies to like right. really work it's on their It's a craft. gorgeous like, bygone era. It is. Glad it's gone for many reasons. Troublesome too. Because of the, you know, prejudices and um, just the, the way that the studios controlled a lot of their stars. It was really kind of sad in many ways. Oh, but and destroyed lives. Killed Marilyn Monroe. Like, Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. So it's, in many ways, it's, we can look at it. Robbie Rosell is listening to this and he's probably going to be like, Oh, interesting. They're talking about Judy Garland. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's good. I definitely recommend it. I Um, recommend it. Do you have a dose of drama for this week? My dose of drama this week is that gay people are throwing indoor parties and posting about it all over Instagram and being irresponsible. Like some of these videos, and I saw some of them are even like frontline workers. Like, come on. Like it's not t- this in New York. I'm like, yeah, I saw that too. Like, what are you doing? It's insane. No masks in sight. No, I mean, sure things are going to start to open up as as time goes on. But like, come on, 
be responsible. Like we've been in, inside for like two months now. Right. Like g- get a break. G- give me a break. Like I can't wait to be out there, you know, partying too and like socializing, but come on, you're ruining it for the rest of us. In the words of Taylor Swift, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, that's a true dose of drama, and I, and I absolutely agree. I know. Mine is yeah, a me. piece of culture that I think everyone can look listen to this week. I famously, and maybe problematically at times, love Todrick Hall, and I stan him. If you guys know, he's <laughs> like a YouTube artist, um, but he's been on Broadway, and he makes these full production movies every time he releases a new album. I mean, he, which with the exception of this time around, he did release an EP last week called Quarantine Queen, which is like all music that he's recorded. Wait, that's what it's called? Called Quarantine Queen. Wasn't that the name of our like... um, Wait, it was. Quarantine Queens was the name of our first... Quarantine episode? Quarantine episode, yeah. I'm dead. Um, Todrick, I'll see you in court. Yeah. Um, Give me a break. But no, I think that Quarantine Queen is like the name of a lot of like these digital drag shows. But Oh, is it? It's a very cracked five or six song EP. I mean, including one of the songs truly just being a parody of um, heels, hair, hips, or nails, hair, hips, heels. It's like scrubs, like masks. Toddy woke up on day three of quarantine and was like, today I had a thought. And he worked it out you think it's good i really like at least three of the songs one of them is called mascot and it features jerry from cheer get out and a i think monica recorded one line of dialogue shut your mouth Uh, yeah you hear her voice towards the end amazing she's like tajik jerry you made matt like something like no Mm -hmm. you're kidding me it's definitely monica (laughs) um and then i love this song rent which is like basically about rent should be canceled at this point um and then he also recorded an iconic tiger king song which i know we're exhausted with tiger king content but it's called meow it is a gag and it features um a very prominent queer artist in the la community raya latre who wraps the house down with a with a carol baskins baskin Baskin's. rap <laughs> <laughs> um sort of like a rap about it and it's so cleverly written and so good and i recommend you listen to it i think it's like less than 20 minutes if you listen to all the songs and it's fun and it'll make you smile and laugh and that's kind of the drama that I'm looking for right now. That's drama because he's a polarizing figure. He is and he also addresses in his rent, song Rent that he may not pay the rent but he does pay his dances. Oh my god I cannot because <laughs> that's of course that w- that was drama that it came out that he didn't pay his dancers. For, for a, a shoot in which he explained that it was a volunteer activity. Oh my god mm-hmm. that's really funny. Um, when you're in power people are going to try and tear you down and you know it, Todrick he always has the best things on Drag Race whenever he choreographs the songs like Kitty Girl um, he mm-hmm. always brings out the best and the queens in the show and he gives gives the audience what they want by kind of a f- putting doubt into some of their heads and we always joke that when he did that one song with Rue what is that song? he did Low the song Low on Straight Outta Oz Deluxe but he also did um that scene in Forbidden. I Why can't I think of it? Yeah, it's, it's like such a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always joke about because Rue did the video, and we're like, "What did? What was that conversation like? Like, did Todrick like text Rue and be like, all right, I need you to come in?' Like, he probably, dumb beats, dumb beats. That's what it's called. And Rue is like this cracked, like spin doctor, DJ type caricature. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. Well, good for you. We all need a little joy and quiet. Yeah, absolutely. So I can't believe another episode has come and gone. I'm kind of sad. I know. This was fun. I hope that everyone seizes the moment and looks into all of their, um, you know, go back and binge some old Ryan Murphy things and um, tell us who you want us to talk to in these next couple interviews. We've set up, are starting to set up the next few, but um, otherwise 
make sure that you follow us on Twitter and Instagram because that's where you're going to continue to see the announcements about our guests and announcements about Patreon and maybe merchandise down the line. Yes, God. Um, and it's at the drama podcast on Twitter and Instagram, which we need to clear up some drama. Oh my goodness. This is like something we talk about this like every day. The drama podcast may be the handle, but drama is the name of the podcast. Right. <laughs> of course. And, um, also, be sure to give us a rating. Yes. Like, right now is when people are listening to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Write down some cute little words about us. And continue to spread the good drama around, y'all. And, Connor, I guess we'll see you next time. <gasps> drama. drama.